Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me that made up a new medical condition called impatient asshole is Doug. Butthole. butthole. Impatient oh, butthole. Impatient butthole. Hello. What exactly is impatient butthole? Uh, it's when your butt can't wait to poop. Like always? Like always. Okay. Uh, we actually so it's have, like mental constipation. We have a pretty full whiteboard this week, but I actually wanted to start out with something that I randomly sent you late at night that you apparently love. The whole page of Deadpool GIFs. I, now we're going to argue on how you pronounce that. Um, That's right, I say it with a hard It's Deadpool? No. Um, <laughs> I, Deadpool. I, it's Deadpool. No. Um, Deadpool. Poule, it's Poule. Um, no, uh, yeah. No, no, it's, it's got the little, it's got the accent mark over it. It's bleh, bleh. Bleh, bleh. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, the the entire page of Deadpool. I I have a hard G, so it's gifts. Um, uh, I don't love it. Just the him freaking out over uh, Rogue and uh, oh, doing the fusion dance with the Goku. Yeah, um, was good. I like to think that it's just one guy. Um, there's a bunch of him having Pokemon balls thrown at him, which I didn't quite get. Like the the one like the 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 one the one where the girl is cosplaying as sexy Pikachu. Let that sink in. Yeah, let that sink in. Like makes sense. I'm like, okay, she's a Pokemon. I just said Pizza Coop. Oh, you can tell it's very early, and I am very tired. Or you want pizza? Hope it's a pizza ass. I totally want pizza. No, you need to say pizza butt as a reference to that um, MC Chris song. Pizza Butt. Yeah, it's a Jim Chris song. Is it called Pizza Butt? Yeah. I've not heard that one. I've got the jam, the jam that makes you go to work. What, what, on that Pizza Butt? No, I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's, we'll listen to it later. Okay. I'm sorry for the meat. No, no, yeah. Dad, no, you're fine. I just, um, I do say fucking up my Christmas, like, all the time. She's fucking up my Christmas. You're fucking up my Christmas, biznitch. Um, God, I haven't listened to MC Chris in forever. Uh... Uh, the only guy to rap the word snicked. Um, stick. Stick, the stick, the stick. Now, what he's doing is Wolverine's Berserker Rage. Okay. You know, I've actually been talking about mall rats a lot in casual conversation as of late. Now I'm trying to think of what I, I made the mall rats reference to yesterday. Oh, it was the customer's always an asshole. Uh, that's. It's Ben Affleck before he became a douche. Oh, that's rats. right, when he's in the elevator. The customer's always an, an asshole. asshole. Um, and oddly enough, it's not that the customers were being assholes, it's that I, I, I was totally in the weeds. I got fucking my shit shoved in at work last night. It was ridiculous. In a kitchen that can normally run one or two, I was running four, and it was fucking crazy. <sighs> you know what's crazy? Did mm. I still manage to close on time? What? What? And I was like, what? Exactly. Um, Sorry, go ahead. That the only way you could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. But that would kill. I also love that when they actually have Stan Lee there, he's talking about his weird obsession so, with superhero junk. The things, the, so the things, <laughs> the things dick, is it made of orange rock too? And Mr. Fantastic, I know, I know, we couldn't cover the stuff in the comics. You know what, you and I are actually going to have to have an in-depth conversation at some point about the comic book code. About, uh, I wrote a, um... Did you just find a piece of cat food on the carpet? Nope, that was in my shoe. Was in the grooves of my shoe. That just happened. Cat shoed. 
Yeah, I think we're starting to take a step towards crazy cat lady area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an in conversation about what? Oh, the comic book code. Um, I actually wrote uh, one of my two senior theses about it. Um, this is one of those things where it's like... I'll, I'll give you... I always find it fascinating when a very small part of a society gets to dictate the entire rules. One that wasn't small part of society. It was one angry fucker. Well, I realize that. It was worth them. But it's a general statement. Um, That's why we can't have vampires in comics. Well, pfft. And it's funny you say that because you end up having that same character. Uh... One they beat, they beat the, they figured out the loophole in the comic code with Morbius because he was a living vampire. His powers mirrored vampires, but he was living, living vampire. Which is discussed on um, comic book guys. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have uh, it was funny because you talk about the censorship that he ended up on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, but he couldn't uh, bite anyone and he didn't drink blood. So he had like little like octopus tentacle suckers. Sorry, is he is he like the, the vampires on the Vampire Diaries where he just has to drink alcohol? No, he drank plasma. Mm, plasma. It was plasma, um, which is a scientific word for a, a part of blood, but um, a vital part of blood. Yes, it is. Uh, really, the liquid part. So, um, no, I actually ended up writing a, a thesis, a, a, a research paper about it, and um, based on Wortham's book. Uh, the Seduction of Innocence, I ended up writing a paper about comic books now and how Marvel was the first to move away from... The comic book. Um, let me rephrase that. They were not They were the first ones to drop it because Image never adopted it. Um, and Image was at that point, is at, the, at this point, a big three. So, um, but I uh, cleverly named my uh, paper The Reduction of Innocence. And it was about how comics have now moved away from... Um, the comics code and um, you know this is in the two, this is in the early two thousands. I mean the the um, ACC the American Comic Book Code was um, in place for what forty fifty years? years yeah yeah I was um, say since the sixties or was it in no because the they got bat they got Batman really early on um, and that was probably that was the 50s because you've got like the McCarthy witch hunt you've got the comics witch hunt um, you've got a lot of witch hunts um, in general um, without any witches much like the real witch hunt um, from Salem so what we're all going insane from this mold that happens to be growing around us let's burn some witches <laughs> she turned me into a newt a newt well, I got better. better I'm not dead I feel happy. Oh, um, I it's did... actually really sad if you think about it. Well, you and I could wax about the comic book code for eternity, but I think we and, should move and on. And poor Monty Python. Like I said, I think we should move on. However, I will stick theme. to the comic books. Um, Marvel made a new deal with Netflix. Well, now, yes and no. Uh, Marvel did not actually make it. Well, Marvel made a deal with Netflix, but Disney's had a deal with Netflix for a dog's age. Um, well, it's which, more the fact that they kind of nailed down some of the particulars. You've got, uh, what is it, uh, they mentioned Luke Cage, they mentioned, um, is it Jessica Jones or Jessica Drew? Did I'm you not catch 100% that not? sure. Was it, was it Alias or Spider-Woman? I don't know. Um, like I said, I, I kind of read it in passing more than anything else. But that begs the question, is this going to happen in the same universe as the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, with And you've got the show shows like S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Um, yeah, Shield is not actually doing very well ratings wise. It's already been picked up for a second season, but it's not doing very well. Is it really? Did it have a big drop off after the first it couple? Did. Um, like I said, they've already been picked up for a second season, but ratings wise, it's not doing particularly well. Really? Yeah. And I will admit, I I kind of only watched. I think. Well, I, I think the they're Hulu's. gonna have they're gonna have a crossover with Thor two, which we'll talk about next week, um, because both we'll have both seen Thor two hopefully, or I'll have seen it. Um, well, I've got Friday off, so maybe I can go early on Friday. Well, and I want to see Thor too because because of the Shield crossover. Because I don't want to be left wondering what the fuck's going on. I actually had a friend who texted me and said, "Is it safe to assume that you watched Agents of Shield?" And I went, "Yes, very." And he goes, "I'm thinking about getting into it. Do I need to watch the Avengers?" And I said, "Yes, because they make well, references to the Battle of New York." I said, "You could probably figure that out based just on watching the trailer." But I had said, "Eh, depends." If you want me to ruin a scene, spoil a scene, that's really all I need to know walking into it. I mean, really, the Battle of New York is not that big of a deal. It's a matter of, of Coulson's death scene. So, um... You know what the funny thing is? Every time anybody says Battle of New York, I get a little bit angry because I think about how they dropped the ball on uh, Iron Man having PTSD from that. They kind of got into it, and I think it was supposed to kind of supplement... Um, Demon in a his yeah his alcoholism with yeah, demon, demon in a, in a bottle. bottle. The but like I said, they they didn't resolve either of those. At least I'm sorry, you signed don't... on for like another at least three movies. I mean, but I'm just you'll saying... probably see that come in on Avengers too. I guarantee you. Know you. What? I hope it does because like I said, you don't get cured from any kind of shit like that with hanging out with a kid in the middle of the country. <laughs> he must have won because that was four years ago. Um, what's the one that you'd like with Hugh Jackman and the big robots? Uh, Real Steel. They're not big robots. Well, they're large robots. Big would be like, you know, Pacific Rim. Um, oh, Pacific Rim. I love you so much. Anyone else wondering what the porn version of Pacific Rim job would be? I mean, is it just robots would, going would at ro each other's buttholes? Would the robots have sex with the kaiju? I'd watch that. And now it's creepy. Okay, I guess we're gonna not talk about Netflix and Marvel. Um... So no, so I'm I'm interested in seeing um, because they uh, they uh, it's it's my um, it's my assumption that they've introduced Luke Cage into the universe with uh, J. August Richards' character from the um, Shield pilot. So um, who was gone on Angel? Who was yeah gone on Angel? That's right, Doug's opening the up Red the Bull. Red Bull, popping open the can of life juice. You guys want to know what it takes to run a podcast? Red Bull, Jameson, chimp with a chimp in a tuxedo, cigarettes. And internet, if you have a name for the chimp in the tuxedo, we'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll name him Kevin. Kevin the chimp. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, but not Dave. Um, so yeah, so I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, there I don't think you're going to see anything out of the Netflix deal until at least next year in, in 2014. I thought maybe and that'll 18 be, months. That was, that'll that was be big. hot on the heels of, what do you got? Um, Avengers 2, Captain, uh, America. Captain America 2. Mm -hmm. um, Have they started shooting Avengers 2? I believe so. I was going to say, because I thought we were going to get Captain America Winter Soldier. We're going to get it before. It's, it's going to be... Um, the, the same schedule um, Phase 1 had it with Phase 2. My disappointment is I, I don't think 
uh, Ant-Man is going to be until Phase 3, which I'm super psyched for Ant-Man. Um, just based on the test footage that Edgar Wright showed at that Comic-Con of the uh, what he calls size foo which I don't know if you've seen. No, I have not. Um, but it's like two guards in a hallway. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this before. Two guards in a hallway, and you see it from Ant-Man's point of view looking up at them. And then all of a sudden he grows, punches, shrinks. You see him run along the gun that mm-hmm. the, the guard has pulled, and then he like grows and punches him. And it's just him using his, his size to almost become invisible. Um, it's a really neat uh, uh, mechanics of the powers that you really haven't seen. It sounds really fascinating, actually. And it's Edgar Wright. I mean, we're going to watch it regardless. So, um... I mean, the Oops, guy... Sorry. The guy made the closest thing to a literal comic movie I've ever seen, which would be Scott Pilgrim. I mean, that is literally the closest I think anyone's ever going to get to actually doing a literal comic book movie. No Sin City. <sighs> and the spirit, as much as the... Mm-hmm. story was lacking the visuals were phenomenal but the spirit was Sin City like light it, it wasn't you know what I mean I, I wasn't thrilled with the spirit to say the least well, neither was I but I still like looking at it Well, and, what is, and really that killed Gabriel Mock's career right no I mean no one else is oh and is anyone else wondering and I posted this on Twitter did you read this mm. that uh, Samuel Jackson has been doing Capital One I think uh, commercials TV. Or, or some uh, credit card commercial, and I'm like, man, the government shutdown really affected Shield. <laughs> Nick Fury's doing, you know, credit card commercials. I always just think of the Chappelle Show skit where he's like, "Hi, I'm Samuel Jackson. I'm at doing everything because I can't stand to be home with my wife." <laughs> I prefer to think of it as not wanting to be alone with your thoughts, a la Chris Hardwick. So. Uh, well, to keep on the Chris Hardwick trail, you and I have been both obsessed with watching At Midnight, and because of At Midnight, you finally listened to a comedy album I've been pestering you to listen to for like a year now. Low Hanging Fruit by uh, James Adomian, uh, which, uh, much like Earworms, like I have been like, people need to uh, listen to at least two tracks, the Barnes & Noble and the Gay Supervillains, which... You've referenced that, I've been I, I think, almost from the beginning of this yeah. podcast. Like I said, I've been wanting you to listen to Gay Villains for forever, just because it's the funniest fucking track. I'm a robot in disguise. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a robot in disguise. Like, it... Mega, the, the Grand but, Dame Megatron, the... Um, but he goes into so many different facets of the gay villain, though, because then he talks about Ka from the, the Jungle Book. Mmm, delicious, man. Man cub. And I was going to say, Vincent Price. Which is my favorite line of the entire album is, Raul, bring me the murdering slippers. A um, relationship need not, not be, be defined. Need not be specified. My curious man friend, Raul. And I mean, he goes into the Sheriff of Nottingham. And his evil blowjobs. <laughs> Which really, for a gay guy, kind of, no pun intended, sloppy blowjob sounds. I mean... But he also talks about Ursula from The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. which has also been one of my favorites, because he does the same thing that I think when he says that every time I've met a woman like that, she's been fucking awesome. Rachel. I hate I hate to, to put her out that way, but... But yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Everyone loses their voice when they party with you her. You better lose their voice when... I got I got eight tentacles coming out of this pussy. That means eight beer taps. Everyone's getting that, you fucked know, up. You know, boys, the bar's closed, but lock the bar, lock the door. door. This the round's, round's on, on me. me. 
No, I love that. Uh, I love that album. That and that. And it has gray. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say the Game of Tones track. The game. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the whispering British people trend. Like I said, trying to watch Game of Thrones, but they're British and they're whispering, so I have to turn it up. But the music's still at full volume, so it's like bomb, 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 bomb. Um, I'm a big fan of the um, what's the track? Um, the Gary Busey uh, acronyms. I'm I'm here for uh, oh god I'm not gonna remember the 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 what the the acronym but it was like rape retaliatory action against predatory oh, yeah. enemies that was it I think because yeah. I'm here about rape and you're like what the fuck Gary Busey is like, insane websites yeah yeah and it's like you know if you go to that it's a porn site so type it in exactly as Gary Busey dot backslash Busey backslash conspiracy backslash Busey again dot HML um, which is not a real web address i know that from the html i code so but still I mean, you'd get a 404 on that one the whole album though his voice work is just fucking insane the man can do so many different voices it's just crazy it's just and i i know him from his work on comedy bang bangs i know and, and dlm because i think he's done um at least jesse ventura on dlm yeah um if not other people on on, on the on the um comedy bang bang podcast um but I'd never heard of stand-up, and man, I'm, like I said, I, 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 I don't want to be, um, I know you got me in them, so I'm not necessarily alone, but it's like one of those where I, I have coworkers where I'm talking, I'm like, I don't, like, I, this needs to be shared, I don't want to be alone in, in oh, yeah, knowing no. this. Well, I ran across him, because I was listening to, I think, my Patton Oswalt station on Pandora. You were saying that, yeah. And like I said, they played the gay villain joke on that, and I ended up liking it so much, I made him his own station on Pandora, and it cracks me the fuck up. Did you have the hidden track in your copy of Low Hanging yep. Fruit? Yeah, when he talks about opening up for Joan Rivers. Yes, the whole the worst crowd. Oh, he's a fag. Like, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, when he talks about you know the oldest crowd you've ever fucking seen. There's some respirators. Um, the walkers everywhere. Yeah, the old tough guys heckling him in a way that he's never heard before. He's all washed up. He's a gentleman with a loose handshake. He's a gentleman with a long handshake. He's a bachelor. A confirmed bachelor. bachelor. Oh, he's a dandy. He's a noontime boy. Even I yeah. just go on about this forever, so I'll just move on. Um, uh, Bad Milo. I watched Bad Milo. Um, I actually watched it a couple weeks ago. We just didn't get to it last week, I think. Um, I think it's probably the height of... Um, but demon movies, um, of which I think it's the only one. Uh, the premise is, and I think I've talked to you about it before, uh, Ken Marino from the state. Um, also from Veronica Mars. And from Veronica Mars. He's watching you. Um, God damn it, now I've got a suck in my head. Um, God, it does. Goes, starts having like, uh, you know, what he feels like, uh, intense stomach cramping, ulcer type pains. And, uh, just oh, and his doctor is totally played by the, um, the guy that makes all the voices in Down Periscope. Uh, like I said, if I had intense stomach pain and ulcer shit like that, I would just assume my drinking got out of hand. Well, no, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty milquetoast in this. He's very Walter Mitty. Um, his wife is played by, uh, uh, Gillian Jacobs. Hold on a second. Okay. I know what that was supposed to do, but I don't think it worked. Okay, In case you're wondering about the spray, I gotta go get yeah. a spray bottle. She shook a closed bottle. Oh no, it just ran away. Let me get it anyway. Okay. 
Um, I'll just keep talking about bad Milo. Um, so he goes into the doctors for like ulcer pain, um, and it turns out that his uh, colon has a demon that uh, painfully erupts out of his butt uh, to kill the people that stress him out and cause this this you know stress Sorry, pain. So every time that he's stressed, something even more horrific happens to him. Uh, to other people. Are you trying to tell me the butt demon exploding out of his butt isn't painful? They actually have a, a part where, um, and you'd love the 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 shaman therapist. Yeah, like oh, that one. Lord. Played by Peter Stormare. <sighs> oh yes, oh yes. Who I it was the only redeeming factor of Constantine. Um, God, he was so good. In he was really good in Constantine. Um, and he is creepy as fucking Prison Break. I haven't seen Prison Break. Um, Watch the first season, then stop. And then stop, that's what I've heard. Um, is talking to him, and he's like, oh, you must, like, you know, you must, like, bond with the demon. You have to, like, you need, it's part of you. Um, and they're like, he's like, call him home. And he's climbing up, the demon is climbing up Camarino's leg to go home. And it's just Camarino tensing up, going, nails, nails, nails. Uh, 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 um, like as he's crawling up his leg, yeah, and it's done with um, practical effects, and it looks like um, the alien from Mac and Me. I mean, that's really what I thought of. Hmm. Um, it's really cute until he gets angry. It actually, it actually looks like um, uh, those um, those killer mushroom creatures from uh, Mom and Dad Save the World. Okay. Um, for all five of us that remember that one. Yeah. Um, I just loved John Lovitz as an alien dictator called Todd. Um, but, uh, all hail Todd. Um, it, really funny. I, uh, once again, I think it was a callback to kind of the old campy horror stuff. Um, and, uh, I liked it. Um, I, 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 I do think it was a little, I wouldn't say pedestrian, what would I call that? Um, not childish or immature, but I mean, you know, it's a lot of... Dumb? It's Yeah, it's a lot of dick and fart joke type of, you know, which I... Lowbrow? Yeah, but I, 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 I just, I didn't... I thought it'd be a little smarter. And um, while good, I like I said, I just thought it'd be a bit more intellectual. Um, once again, bridging that gap between highbrow and lowbrow that we've talked about. Um, so, but it, it was fun. It was funny. Um, Kamel Nanjiani is in it as Ken Marino's stepdad. Yeah, let that one sink in. Well, it's funny though. Oh, and then they, and then he at one point runs afoul these his mom's sex swing. Good lord! But like I said, it's funny because you said that uh, Hell Baby was better, and that also has a bit part for Kamel in it. Uh, Yes, he plays. And weirdly, I mean, it's got Tom Lennon, and um, there's someone else from the state in it as well, isn't there? Um. Not Michael Ian Black, not Show Walter. Who am I forgetting? Is uh, what's her name in it? Um, Ki- um, Kinney, the chick from um, the one girl from the state and um, Reno Nine One One. I have no idea. Uh, no, she's not the only one on the only woman on Reno. You know, Tom Lennon's married to the blonde from Reno Nine One One. That doesn't surprise me. It did me. And did you know that Clark Gregg is married to Jennifer Grey? I did not know that. Yeah, they've got like a 12-year-old kid. Wow, they've been married for that long? Damn. Um, yeah. He's 
and he makes a joke on the Nerdist podcast where there, he's he talked about quitting acting because um, he was making a, a good living doing screenplays. I, by the way, did not know he wrote What Lies Beneath. That's actually really impressive. Um, and uh, he talks about he goes, yeah, sometimes the wife gives me shit about like that I wasn't acting. He's like, well, you know, we all couldn't have been in Ferris Bueller. Oh. Uh, which she's completely unrecognizable now, but uh, yeah, that's based. Yeah, you know why he saw her in the Star Trek movie. Who was she in Star Trek? God, which movie was it where she was like one of the the queen of the Borg? Damn it. Uh, re- not Resurrection. Um, Insurrection. No. Yeah. Uh, is it the one where they like the data gets the skin graft? It's been a really long time. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because he's like, oh, I can feel you touching me. And I'm like, well, this is fucking creepy. No, no, I'm thinking of the other girl on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The one who played his girl. Uh, Mia Sarah. There we go. Okay. You know. Now le- you don't have to tell you know, me I'm wrong, you internet. Know, I fixed it myself. You know, from legend. Um, <laughs> she was in legend. All right, so you have been watching Grimm season three. And by watching, I mean I've seen, I think, the first episode, and I think the second one sitting on my computer waiting to be watched. Um, well, it's one Grimm, of those things where I watched the first few episodes of Grimm, and I told you my impression a while ago. It's like Buffy, but without some of the humor, so I'm like, meh, done, out. It, it's a little dry. Um, it was one of those I saw it pop up on my queue, and I went, oh yeah, I forgot I watched Grimm. Um, it had kind of folded in the back of my memory, and... Uh, it took me a couple of days to get to the first episode, which opens with um, the Grim. He's been um, spit at by a um, voodoo blowfish creature. Yeah, you um, know, like happens. my yeah, that, you know. That totally Wednesdays. Um, my ability to make anything sound stupid, even if I like it. Um, and he is whisked away to Europe. Um, to be used in the machinations of this, like, evil royal family of, of, um... The Borges? The... (laughs) I was gonna go chess from, uh, the Cape, but yes. Um, anyone? Anyone? The Cape? No? Just me? Got it. Um... Don't they make jokes about the Cape on Community? Yep. Six seasons in a movie. Oh. Oh. Now we're set for Community, which is coming back in January, so I'm psyched. And I, uh, 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 Posehn, uh, let it slip that he'll be on an episode, so I'm sorry. I know, but it's just, you know, that Donald Glover is only going to be on five episodes. Yeah, he's on Chevy his way Chase out. is gone. He's gone. Um, so maybe I mean, Fat Neil have... joined the main cast. I'm sorry. Like I about still that. have Tammy Pudi and, uh, Joel McHale, but still. Well, and, and, uh, Allison Brie and, uh, you know, Gillian Jacobs and... Well, I was thinking male characters, but yeah. I would um, love if Fat Neil became a regular. I would love for Fat Neil to become a character. Pop, pop. Pop, that's, uh, uh, mag- uh Magnum? Mag- magnitude. Magnitude. Yeah. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Got Leonard and the hipsters. I loved that episode when Chevy Chase starts hanging out with them. They call them hipsters because they've all had, uh, hip, hip replacements. Um... It's always Who back to Community I? Where and the Venture I? Brothers. Are you my what? It's always back to Community and the Venture Brothers. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Grim, I'm... 
it's one of those, I'll, I, I watch it when I get to it. It's not a... Um, you watch it pretty passively. Yeah. Um, it, it's not as a high priority as, um, you know... Uh, Arrow? Arrow. Are we jumping right to that? Well, you and I just high five, but we can talk about Arrow when you finish your thoughts on Grim. Oh, uh, no, I was just, that was it. It's just not a high priority. I mean, it's it's a good story. I'm interested to see what's happening. Um, the first episode ended, uh, started and ended with a bang where you've got um, Nick in the coffin going to um, Europe, and then, of course, uh, they don't know how a Grimm's body would react to this, like, toxin. And, of course, he wakes up in a, in a mock zombie state and beats up an entire bar of rednecks, which was actually a really fun scene. But now he's, like, wandering Oregon, the Oregon uh, countryside. Um, Is he wandering the Oregon Trail? Does he get to go hunting? Will he die of syphilis? Um, no, dysentery, dysentery. I was going to say, it's not syphilis, it's dysentery. You, you died of dysentery. Um, that, that, that's, that's part and parcel with the, the, the app I never designed. Um, which was, uh, it's like the Oregon Trail, but with genitals. Um, where you have to take, cool. care, you have to take care of your genitals and you can um, get STDs. We're going to talk about STDs. this again. Again. It's a great idea. No, it's Would, not. Wouldn't get past iTunes, but, you know, eventually. Excuse me, I need to get this into the Play Store. Yeah, I'll bet you Android would take it. <laughs> what do you want to jump to next? <laughs> We're going to go to Arrow. Are we going to go to Arrow? I've got notes. Season 2, Episode 4. I've got notes. Uh, uh, se- uh Episode fi- uh, 5 is what it's up to. Is it 5? It's 5. I was going to say, the first thing I'd like to say is that since I have an Android phone, I found that the CW actually has a pretty decent app, so that's the way that I'm watching my Arrow now. I'm watching it on my queue, which is all I'm going to say legally. Um, there are a few things. I think last episode, um, there was something I noticed. Uh, once again, those little, those little Easter eggs, um, but I want to see if you caught it, um, because they kind of blew the lid off of it on this last episode. Uh, so two episodes ago, the boat that um, you find out has Sarah and Ollie on it um, is called the Amazo. I'm on a boat. I'm on... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's called Amazo, and if you follow the comics, that is a character who... Amazo is a robot that can empathically absorb uh, the superpowers of any hero around him. Um, Wait, wasn't that in... Uh... Young Justice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I believe Peter Nichols voiced Professor Ivo, who, now talking about episode five, Ivo has popped up and said, we're yes, going to save has. humanity. And I'm going, okay, if you see the He's words... If, kind of Sarah's savior, but in a really weird way. Oh, God, that scene where he, like, locks the door, and she's like, why did you lock the door? And I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? Because she seems to have this thing about... Beating up rapists. If you've noticed that, it's well, yeah, no, she she and, and talks she about like no women should suffer under a man, and you're like, said, no, what she's, the fuck she's happened? She's a protector of women. We don't know a hundred percent why that is. Yes, Ivo initially pulled her out from what we believe to be getting raped by the sailors. Yeah, it's heavily implied. Yeah, if you struggle, it'll just hurt more. Yeah. <sighs> well. They have needs, too. Um, my dear cat popped up right when I said that. Um, 
was gonna say, Doug, you can tell that we've been doing the podcast for a while now because the cat's used to you and you hate it. I was gonna say convenient pussy joke, but okay. Um, that's right. Fuck off, beast. Um, she's little and very nice. Doesn't make me any less allergic. Um, so you've got, uh, yeah, that uh, I, I literally have my first notes are Ivo and Amazo, where you're like, and he talks about saving humanity. I'm going, oh, there's... Once again, you've got the don't trust a man you know, named Blood is keep your eye on Ivo because you don't see that combination of names and know anything's good or anything good is coming. I'm going to ask you a question, though. In Young Justice, what did the acronym for monkeys stand for? Mechanized... I don't remember. No, because they make a joke about that. How he, Superboy like, ends up destroying... Smashing them all. Like I said, he's like, after I spent so long coming up with an acronym, acronym for monkeys. monkeys. But it wasn't M, it wasn't M, it wasn't spelled monkeys, it was like M-U-N-K-I-E-S. It was, Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't spelled right, so it was like mechanicized, uh, mechanical, Me- utilitarian, uh, infiltration, whatever, I, whatever, it was something. I don't know, I haven't watched uh, Young Justice in a while, I need to go back. You and I talked about watching that together so I could point out all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've seen I- Ivo and Amazo pop up. Yeah. So you know, like, well, he's a supervillain. I mean, it, it's like seeing blood pop up and you're like, if you read the comics, you kind of know, don't trust him, and you, you have a feeling of where it's going to go. He's, he's effectively a mad scientist. Um, uh, you, you see him on par in um, the Justice League, uh, the Grant Morrison written stuff. Uh, he's on par with... Um, uh, uh, Tom, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas Oscar Morrow, uh, T.O. Morrow, or Tomorrow. Morrow. Yeah. Thank you, Grant Morrison. Um, some days he's not as clever as we like him to be. I think maybe you put too fine a point on that. I think it was, yeah, a little, uh, kind of buried the lead on that one. So, um, but yeah, so you've seen, you've seen Ivo, the ship's called Amazo, something's gonna go down. It's about to go down. Um, it's about to go down. Speaking of um, Sarah, and you've got the League of Assassins coming back. Yep. Um, you've got, and I liked, I liked the nod to that sh- her headquarters is. I didn't bring this up a couple weeks ago. That her headquarters is a clock tower, which is a reference to uh, her being um, a member of the Birds of Prey in the comics, and that their headquarters is a clock tower in Gotham. Uh, the, the living space of Oracle. And uh, he had, I think that the dad had said something about birds, and I almost expected Sarah to say something about uh, birds of prey or being part of a flock. And I was like, oh, this is setting up that, you know, there may be like an underground anti assassin, uh, anti League of Assassin movement, um, which will become the birds of prey or become like a team. Um, well, at the end of this episode, though, Sarah leaves. I'm which I'm wondering... sure you were happy with. They didn't even try. It just she just kind of fucked off. Like is that didn't you kind of get the sense of that where it's just like, well, I, oh she fucked off. Well, it's one of those things. She fucked off. I'm waiting for her to come back. Yeah, she'll come back. But like I, I mean, said, I, I have to. I agree with a girlfriend of mine when I'd say Laurel is just pissing me right the fuck off. She's this still season. on the pills. I'm just like, will you just get it over and done with? What do you mean, kill her or or make her character arc? She's just, everything she's done this, so far this season has been so fucking irritating. Yeah, but you're only, what, like, maybe less than halfway through the season? I'm I mean, not even halfway yet. 
Um, because if they don't get well, they don't get the full twenty six because they're hour long. So what do you think? Like six, maybe between twelve to sixteen episodes. Do you know what the first season was? No, I don't off the top of my head. Um, oh, oh, probably sitting around thirteen, fourteen, maybe. So. But yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm just like, hurry up and get to the point already, because at this point nah, she's at, just annoying and. Irritating. At this point, they've got they've got their second season and they're stretching stuff out, and you can see that with Laurel, you can see that with Blood. You can, you can see, see that, that with, with the trial of Moira Queen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Plus, um, you've now. They haven't done anything with Roy or Thea really yet. I mean, they've he's, they've kept him involved, but they haven't really started. He's to become yeah. He's become Ollie's man on the street, um, and his his little call sign is a red arrow, um, which is the name that uh, uh, Roy takes when he joins the Justice League. Is he becomes a red arrow? Well, he's Speedy before that, wasn't he? Yeah, but they've talked about how Thea's nickname, nickname is Speedy. So are they gonna do? Are they gonna do where, um, you know, Roy becomes the character like the? I don't know how far you got in Young Justice, where you see the character Arsenal, which um, after he became Speedy, he came back from the heroin ad- addiction, um, had grown out of Speedy, didn't want to become Red Arrow, was you know like fuck on my own man, you know you see that with yeah. the you know Dick Grayson and Nightwing. Um, and became a character called Arsenal because he was very much like the Hawkeye I've talked about from the Ultimate Comics where, like, pretty much anything's a weapon in his hands. Yeah. So, you know, he had... And he joined, I think, a, a spy uh, group. I think it was... I don't know if it was Checkmate or not. Um, but, yeah, he had, like, the you know, the, the, the cross-chest gun holster and um, knives and guns. I mean, he was a walking armory. So... Hence the name. Arsenal. Arsenal. Um, which they do tweak in The Young Justice. But anyway... Um, so I'm wondering, like, yeah, like, you don't, you haven't seen a lot of, of Roy, um, grow, other than he's stopped beating people up, and Thea thinks everything's fine, well, that's gonna come to a crashing, you know, a, cr- a crashing halt, eventually. By the way, I love the fact that Oliver has not addressed, in the slightest, the fact that his 18-year-old sister has basically moved in with her boyfriend. Well, so we're not going to talk about this at all, Oliver? Nope. Just going to let that one go? Going to let her run a club and live with her boyfriend? Well, you know what, but I think based on how he grew up, it's like he's... That doesn't seem weird to him. I'm sure he spent a lot of nights away from home. And he just goes, oh yeah, like that, she's got a boyfriend, she's going to be there. Now my thing is that she spends a lot of time at her boyfriend's, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he live in like... He lives in like the bombed out part of the glades, like... Why would she stay there as opposed to him staying with her? Like, you know what well, I mean? you've noticed that they... I don't think they live in the Queen Mansion anymore. I think he's rented someplace other than that. Who Who they? Oliver. No, he lives at the Queen Mansion. Does he? Yeah. Hmm. He's basically the only one there at this point. It's Thea spending all her time with Roy. Which the mom's in jail had, and the know, stepdad right, fucks off. I remember they had Sarah in the foyer looking at all the pictures. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way... If your father drowned on a boat... Why would you have a picture, picture of the of boat? Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. I saw that and I'm like, that's fucking weird, right? Because you, that that's totally the, weird. Like, you'd, like, you'd get rid of that like within a week. Because you'd see it and go, I can't fucking look at this. That boat took my husband, took my son. son. And the son was, was, was collateral damage. I mean, she was trying to kill, or whoever. She and Merlin were trying to kill Robert. Yeah. Queen, not Ollie. So like I said, why would you have a picture of, of the boat? boat? I know, I know, I know. Do you have any more notes on Arrow? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, 
finally they made a veiled reference and this is when I started thinking they're building things up like the way Marvel did did you catch um, who sent the assassins not Rachel Ghoul, the child of Rachel Ghoul. They say it. I actually rewound it hmm. and rewatched it. They say the child of Al Ghoul is like you know wants you back, and I'm wondering, Where is it? Go from that? Well, is it Talia? It might be. Is it going to be uh, Marion uh, Cotard? Is she going to suddenly pop up? Not maybe suddenly, but um, but I also know via the comics that Rachel Ghoul has a second. Uh, younger sister, a uh, younger sister, younger, younger daughter, daughter uh, Nisa Al Ghul, who eventually takes over the league as well. So, are they going to kind of combine the cinematic and compa continuity and go, yeah, there's a child, there's another child of Al Ghul. Let's deal with Nisa because you haven't seen her, you know, you haven't seen her, and let's pull her She's in. She's not established. Um, yeah, Indiana. exactly. Yeah. Um, and it really. They, they pretty much said that uh, Nolan's Batman is kind of locked in its own continuity. Because that's not the Batman you're going to see in Superman Batman. Are you kidding? Ben Affleck could pull off Christian Bale Batman. Now I kind of want to hear Ben Affleck trying to do Batman voice. <laughs> Once again, I'm the moderate voice on this one. I, I really do think he'll, he'll do an alright job. Um... Though admittedly, uh, you don't know, you may not know the name off the top of your head, but uh, I got a. Um, how did this get made? They watched Daredevil with Daredevil writer Ed Brubaker. Oh God, I cannot wait to get to it. That sounds fantastic. I gotta get, I gotta get through Marvel Week with the Nerdist, but um, just seeing Daredevil, and I was like, oh, who they have on Daredevil? Brubaker? Oh fuck, I'm in. Who's he's a phenomenal comic writer and a phenomenal novelist as well. No, I'm thinking Greg Rucka. Never mind. Um, but uh, but Brubaker's fucking great. Um, I'll, I'll read a lot of whatever he puts out. Um, moving on. Like, uh, you know. Directly after we finished recording the podcast last week, we immediately watched the new trailer for Days of Future Past. Yes, we did. And it looks fucking awesome. You have to hope again. You almost, you almost expect... McAvoy to have the following line and they I don't know if they cut it or he just doesn't say it or it would be cheesy but he just you know I wanted to be like what is there to hope for like that would have been a great line to close on is you need to hope again what is there to hope for and you're left wondering I mean it begs so many questions of um, what causes Professor X to lose hope um, how does this coincide with the original um, singer and um, who's the guy that uh, took over uh, Brett Ratner um, you know the original X-Men trilogy like how does this tie into it you know obviously this happens afterwards um, after X-Men 3 what's the turn it takes what you know at what point does Professor X lose hope does it happen in the 60s does it happen I think it's set in the 70s actually Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what did I say? Sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, seventies. Um, does it happen in the seventies? Does it happen? And if it happens in the seventies, what the fuck does that mean during the original X Men trilogy? Like, does that make that non-canon? That would solve a few problems. That and let's be realistic. And you know, I know the story was written in the eighties. When you really and I know they're comics, so it's not going to be heavy science. But just. I would have preferred to see the character Forge 
who can build like any fucking machine. His, his, one of his powers is literally inventiveness. Um, build a time machine as opposed to trying to figure out the actual science behind sending your brain back. Your consciousness. Yeah, like that doesn't even... Like, I'll believe in a time machine before I believe in that. So, um, and why it's Wolverine is probably because he's the most popular character despite it being Shadow Cat in the comics. So... Where does Hugh Jackman find time to do all this crap? Uh, in between going to the gym. I don't... Yeah, because he made Prisoner. I was going to say, because he did Wolverine, then he has Prisoners coming out. He also did Les Mis a while ago, and now he's doing... Yeah, but he did, Wolverine, he did Wolverine after Les Mis. But I'm just saying, where does he find time to do this, and go to the gym, and be a devoted father and husband, and do some random Broadway appearances? Healing factor. Keeps him standing. <laughs> like I said, is he Keeps really Wolverine? Is he re- I love listening to some interviews with him, though, when he's talking about how he was running lines for the original X-Men with his wife, and she's like, this is fucking garbage. But it worked. And then metal knives come out of his hands. And stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, as much as physically he's not a great Wolverine just because he's too tall... Really I let it go after the first movie. I mean, there's no one else I could see pulling. No, no, Wolverine. exactly. Like I said, he was an excellent choice. Not just because he can grow the facial hair. But just the, the look on his face when he walks through, and I love the sight gag of him walking through the metal detector on Liberty Island, and Cyclops, like, you know, looks at him, and Wolverine just scowls and pops the middle finger claw. Like, just the look on his face, and I was like, nailed it. Like, nailed it. That's Wolverine. Nailed it. Um, that and the bar fight, which... The bar fight, it doesn't make any... Or not the bar fight, the cage fight. It doesn't make any fucking sense, right? Because the guy is punching Wolverine in the head and has no adverse reaction whatsoever. His skull is covered in adamantium. But yet, when he, like, does, like, the fist-to-fist, like, Matt, you know, like, catches his fist and, like, the guy's fist fucking crumbles because of the, the, the adamantium in his knuckles, it's like... Well, why wouldn't his because like, it's the force moving against force instead of the force I know, but like, why wouldn't that guy? Force. Why wouldn't that guy have a reaction punching him in the skull, which is enforced the same unbreakable metal as his and other repeat, bones? Because you have force moving it against force instead of force moving against an inanimate object. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Fine, dog. Fine. And does Wolverine always have a permanent weak spot in his head from being shot in Wolverine Origin? Or are we just are we just Highlander toing Wolverine Origins? such a bad movie. God, that was such a bad movie. You know movie. it's bad when it's got three stare at the sky and scream no moments. Well, it's also just his claws never looked quite right. In yeah. Um, the way they made her diamond skin look. Oh, oh God. God. Comparatively to how Je- uh, uh, January Jones looked in, um, uh, uh, not new class. Um, first class? First class, thank you. Like, that was like, I'm like, yeah, that's how fucking Emma, uh, I am said Emma Peel. Wrong, <laughs> wrong Avengers. Um, how Emma, um, no, I want to say Emma Stone. What the fuck is her last name? Emma, um... Just say Emma from Days Emma Rock. Frost. Emma Frost. Um, how Emma Frost looks in the comics. Yeah. Back to Grant Morrison. Because he's the one that gave her the secondary mutation. Um, yeah, the, the, the diamond... look hot in lingerie. Well, that's, she, you know, there's a line from, uh, the Joss Whedon Astonishing X-Men where... Um, Emma's addressing the, the school, uh, the Xavier school, and, um, Shadowcat pops in late and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I was too busy putting all my clothes on. Um, 
great moment where you have the cattiness between the two characters. So um, I actually want to slip in our internet told me I was wrong on that note. On that note, uh, and it's funny because you agreed. And I, I, it, well, but you can understand why I agreed because yes, it's a Joss it, Whedon moment. The yeah, but what was not from Buffy. Um, it occurred to me that it was actually from uh, the the Whedon Astonishing X Men run uh-huh. um, upon the uh, White Queen reveal. Um, I think in the second year. So, but yeah, it was still what? Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah but what? Which it broke the internet in the same way goddamn Batman, Batman did. Yeah, we talked about I love that. the, I'm the goddamn Batman. Come on. I can name my goddamn car whatever I goddamn want. I'm the goddamn Batman. I mean, everyone freaked out, but I was like, it's fucking Frank Miller, man. Like, why wouldn't he write that? You know what's really funny, though, is whenever I see that in my head, it's Adam West saying it. <laughs> He'd say, gosh darn. No, not 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 this day and age. Adam He'd say, West. "Goddamn." Yes. Okay. He'd stand next to the red phone in that little figurine that I got for you and say, "I'm the goddamn Batman." Batman. I can't even. I can't even do Adam West. So. No, um, no. Let's not even try to do Adam West. Uh, we're we almost done. Uh, I finished listening to an audio book that I really liked called "Hounded: The Iron Druid Chronicles" by Kevin Hearney. I actually really enjoyed it, but I'm not sure I would have liked it much as if I was reading it, because one of the things I really liked about the audiobook is that the voices that the character did kind of portrayed some of the goofiness in the writing, which I really liked. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know if I would have enjoyed this. Goofiness on pur- purpose? Or... Yes. Okay. Um, the main character is a druid who goes by the name... Um, Drew. Atticus of Shaughnessy. Oh, sweet Jesus. I prefer Drew. But anyways, um, well, he's like 2,000 years old. Cut the man some slack. Okay. But he has a, an Irish wolfhound who we can kind of talk to, mind to mind. The dog is fucking hilarious. That's the thing that I like the most about the book, is the conversations between him and the dog. Was it like Barnabas from Sandman? Yeah, actually. I mean, there's there's a little, a teeny bit more whimsy, because the, the dog occasionally gets obsessed with uh, historical characters. And at this particular point in the book, he's obsessed with uh, Genghis Khan. Okay. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, I was going to say, so I ended up reading, uh, listening to that and really liking it. But like I said, I'm not 100% sure if I would have liked it as much if I'd just read it. Which is very odd. No, you hear the character's voice and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that was a lot of... Did you, okay. Well, because it's, it's, it's three lines. It's the title, oh, and the subtitle, you, and then the uh, you're, you're, yeah, first name. Yeah, bullet points. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you and I were just watching a part of a highly underrated film before we turned it off to watch it. Grandma's Boy, yeah. Grandma's Boy, we've talked about it before. It really is just a highly that underrated just happened. film. The, one of our, both of our, one of our favorite lines is, so how much does, cl- how much do, do clothes cost, cost in the, the Matrix? Matrix? Yeah. That and whenever JP does his weird little robot quirks. Twigs, yeah, ticks, yeah. Or when he, he's wearing all black and trying to hide against the black of the wall. Oh my god. It just, it reminds me of, of Tobias and, um. Fucking weird. And fucking weird. Yeah. Tobias in uh, in uh, Rest of the whenever he's whenever he keeps hiding and he uses the the diamond body rub that makes him sick, but he's hiding against like white backgrounds. Oh lord! Oh, I'm David. sorry. I just blew myself for the first time in a long time. Oh, David Cross. Oh, I know. Cannot wait for the movie. I loved all the side gags they had with him getting blue paint everywhere. Have you seen the fourth season? Of course. Do you remember the what was? What was the why did it, why did he have anus tart? Someone was talking to me and I was like oh, I can't remember why he had anus tart. I don't remember either. I love Maria Banford in that season though. 
Was she on that season? I remember that. She was the love interest for uh, David Cross. Oh, that's oh the yeah the She's the because the they go to the Method One acting. He goes to the Method One clinic. Oh God. God, Mitch Horowitz, where do you come up with this shit? It's just fucking terrific. Brilliant. Okay. Method One. Ugh. Ah, uh, Speaking of method actors, uh, uh, I am. Uh, you've been slamming through Breaking Bad. I've been slamming. Well, uh, it's every. I'm on the second half of the fifth season, um, and every episode is a punch in the face. Just everything is falling apart, and the cold opens are all one year into the future. So you're wondering how kind of everything leads up to where he's coming to. I think it's actually kind of a good thing that it's this intense for you right now because it's motivating you to do your uh, November goal. It's yeah, I I need to belt out a thousand words just so I can get it out of the way and get to. to um, now, admittedly, and I talked about this online. Um, I don't know if you caught this. Oh, no, I, I think you and I talked about this, where I had actually done short of my goal yesterday, which was I did eight twenty three, mm-hmm. but it was all one death scene, so I was like, you know. Yeah, I did less than my goal, but it was a rather intense scene of the main character killing a lot of people, and it, you know, didn't take a lot out of me, but it was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to kind of follow up the the high-octane, um, you know, excitement of this with, with kind of a denouement of that moment into... Uh, what, what I'm gonna set up next. The come down. Uh, yeah, and then well, and then the kind of you know you breathe in, you go, and then it's like I'm going, I'm taking you back up the roller coaster to set up the next thing, and then you're gonna see a, another character death, uh, which is funny. I was talking to someone at work, and they said, "So you read a lot of, um, you know, George R. R. Martin?" I said, "No, actually, I don't. I watch a lot of Whedon." Um, <laughs> That's my that's my uh, I kill people influence as opposed to it's it's you know it's um, it's the Buffy it's series getting, finale like said, it's, as it's, opposed to the Red Wedding. No, I was I was thinking Tara getting shot more than the Buffy season and series finale. Mm, mm. Oh, that was just a punch in the junk right there. I was still I still get impact uh, the impact of um, uh, what's her name uh, Anya Anya dying. Oh, and uh, what's his name? Andrew lying about it. And well, and Andrew says like, "Oh, she died saving me," and Xander goes, "That's my girl, always doing the stupid thing." And you're like, "It was a very, a very sweet moment between both him and um, Andrew." Andrew, because you know he's saying like, kind of that like little you know little brother jab of you know yeah. always doing the dumb thing saving you, but also like him just kind of going, "Oh God, you know she's dead, and I'm gonna deal with this later." Um, yeah, but this is how I'm going to deal with it now. It, yeah. yeah. So, um, why why doesn't uh, Xander get more work, whatever his name is? Because he had a drug problem for a long time. Did he really? Yeah. Cause it, I, I, I don't even see him on the con circuits. Um, like I said, he had a drug problem for quite a while. Well, they could have gotten his brother. <laughs> his body double. And, uh, was it the episode where he splits in half? Yeah. The the coin the coin like, toss episode. Ronnie's like, I think he's bad influence on himself. <laughs> oh god, that was a great episode. All right, full of whimsy. On to mistakes I made this week. You want to go with yours first? I don't have one. Uh, you tried to do something. I, upon listening to how did this get made, I felt the urge to watch Batman and Robin again. Mistake, but didn't make it. 
Um, you still want to, though, don't you? I, I've got that at Ace Ventura 2 uh, on the deck. Um, I can't believe that one of... That, is it Gonzo that maintains Ace Ventura 2 stands up? That holds up, yeah. No. It was bad to begin with. How could it quote-unquote I, I, I still like the first one. I still laugh. I mean, it's stupid. It's very 12-year-old. But it's it's and it's very like boy humor as my mom would call it. It's totally. But boy I humor. still I still fucking laugh. Can I have some gum, Ace? No, it's, no. it's none of your damn business. Just him putting all like all twenty pieces of gum in his mouth and going, "Your gun's digging into my hip, God!" Like you know, and the dolphin rinsing its mouth out when you know. They find out that Finkel is Einhorn. Yeah. Spoiler. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. God. Oh. 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 Uh. The laces were out. Yeah, I mean, just... Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think I cringe every time he goes, Alrighty then. I, I cringe, but um, it's still a funny movie. Courtney Cox is there with sorry, a Rachel no, haircut. That's weird. I was going to say, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Ace Ventura. It's pretty hilarious. I did actually make a pretty severe mistake this week. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but I'm very interested in fashion, and you know I like to keep up on my style mags and whatnot. Okay. I accidentally started watching Gossip Girl because I was looking at the clothes. Uh, Shit. Ryan, um, what's what's her name? Green Lantern's wife is um, new wife is from that, right? Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Carol Farrell's Carol Ferris. Yeah, no, it's is it, is it Lively? I think it's Blake Lively. Lively, L- possibly. Yes, but yeah, no, she's she's Miss Green Lantern. Of, yes, she's one of the main characters in it, actually. Yeah. I was gonna say. Do you never see the Gossip Girl? Isn't that a voiceover? Gossip Girl is actually a voiceover done by, of all people, uh, Kristen Bell. Is it Kristen Bell? It is. Okay. That was I was gonna say she did the voiceover for the entire series. It is revealed in the last episode who Gossip Girl is, and I totally already know who it is, but I'm not gonna say anything. Is it Finkel? It is not Finkel, nor is it Einhorn. Okay. Uh, we will move along, though, to social... Can you tell me off, off the air? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's not going to... I was going to say, it's not going to... not going to affect me whatsoever. I just... Well, I it's not going to make sense to you, either. Is it the rich boyfriend? No. Oh. Is there a rich boyfriend? Okay, of is course. It, it's Gossip Girl. Is it... Is One it, of the characters almost it's, marries it's, a prince at some point. And there's always a, there's always a love interest named Rory. You notice that? No, no. There's no love interest named Rory. Oh, I'm thinking Gilmore Girls. Never mind. Rory's the name of the daughter on Gilmore Girls. She's always a love interest? Yeah, no, we're done here. Okay, social contract, asshole. I had to go to the post office this week. Always a terrible experience. Apparently, going to the post office at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday was a bad decision because there was an incredibly long line. As I'm standing in line, I hear the person, two people behind me, starting to have a supremely religious and homophobic conversation with the person in line before them. Fucking seriously, dude. I don't care that you think it's wrong and God condemns it in the Bible and you teach adult Sunday school. Can't we all just stand fucking quietly? Can't we? Can't we? So, hold on. Let me... Paint me a word picture. What do you mean? So they're they're in line and they're talking to the person ahead of them in line. Mm-hmm. Random stranger. And they're like, so. I didn't. God hates gays. I didn't actually catch the beginning part of the conversation. So I'm wondering how that was broached. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. But you know how you hear certain words and they kind of attract your attention. Cake. Mm-hmm. Great. Now I want cake. Thanks, Doug. Oh, 
pizza cake. That should be a thing. No, that sounds gross. Well, they have dessert pizza. You just make a savory cake. Okay. Now we've gone off on pizza cake. Well, God wouldn't hate that. No. Anyway, so the first thing I hear, because like I said, and this guy has some kind of weird affectation to his voice. I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like gravelly and lispish at the same time. Like Megatron. No, that's Screechy. No, that's Starscream. Megatron was the grand down. Oh, you're right. It is a little bit like Megatron. Mm-hmm. But he also just has like a very odd speech impediment as well. Yeah, it's called hate. Yeah, apparently hate is a speech impediment. But yeah, the first thing I hear is him talking about how he teaches adult Sunday school and then starting to lecture the person he was talking to about how God hates gays. And I'm like, oh my god, seriously. I probably have another 20 minutes to stand in this fucking line and I have to listen to your bullshit the entire fucking time. Do they, do they have, was it like, do they have gay stamps? They don't have gay stamps, although I called you to rant about this and your first response was, does this stamp make me look gay? I just don't understand, like, Why is it you know what, if you're going to be racist or it? homophobic, you know what, I'm, you're, it's screaming at a brick wall. I'm never going to change your mind. Never going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. But for God's sake, man, keep it in your house. Or your Sunday school. Um, Let's just say which, what adult in their right mind goes to Sunday school? That doesn't even fucking make sense. Actually, it's more like a Bible study than anything else, but still. Oh, it's just... But like, it's, it's, it's the keep it in your pants metaphor. Nobody yeah. wants to see that shit. Keep it in your pants. That's why I'm single. Oh, now it's sad. Does this dick make me look gay? Aww. Only a little bit. Don't ever do that. I've, no. My fingers are moving closer and closer together. No. <laughs> and we're gonna. Do I have a small? That. Do I have a small dick, or is that a sad violin for my genitals? It's a sad violin for your genitals, and that's where we're gonna end. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Hello. I'd like to ask you some questions, if that'd be all right. That would be acceptable. Deb from Denver asks, Do you worry about the effects of venom on your balls? I do not worry about the drug's effects on my testicles. As the adage says, Smaller potatoes make the steak look bigger. Your testicles merely adopted the tiny darkness. Mine were born into them. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!